Welcome to Her Soul Speaks, a podcast about her faith, her family, her femininity, and everything in between. We hope this podcast encourages and inspires you on your walk with God. We're your hosts, Essence and Renee, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back, guys. Okay, so this is a special Q&A segment um, off of our mental health little series that we did um, or that we're doing. And I want just want to say, first of all, like the feedback that I got from so the, good. it was so good. Yeah. Like very happy that we're able to encourage and share some type of light on this um, topic. Like we said before, we are in no way experts and nor have we really battled firsthand um, a lot of the things that we discussed, but um, just, you know, being Christians and just studying out the word of God, there's just so much that you can find, even if you don't have firsthand experience. Um, so, okay. So this is going to be our Q and a segment, which we've never done. We've before. never done. I'm glad to switch it up a little bit. I think it's <laughs> yes. going to be very interesting for us and also for the listeners to mm. have different voices, you know, right. on the podcast. and different perspectives, different perspectives. Yeah. Um, okay. So I did get a question. Um, and so I think that we should just start with this one. Okay. Um, okay. So the question was, how does mental health play into physical health? Oh, yes. That's a good question. Um, I think that there's no one answer. I mm-hmm. think that we all know the number one thing is stress. And right. so, you know, when people are stressed or experiencing any kind of inner turmoil in their life, it does manifest itself physically and in different yeah. ways. And I think it might just depend on what type of mental health issues you have. So um, stress is obviously just a big umbrella and Mm -hmm. there's different um, levels to it. But um, a lot of people dealing with uh, depression, they'll get very tired. They feel very lethargic in their body, Um, you know, no energy, stuff like that. And I think those things could lead to weight gain. You know, you don't have the energy or the drive to want to exercise, work out, even go outside sometimes if if your depression is that bad. Mm -hmm. Um, Or even on the flip side of like just not wanting to eat. And so you're losing weight like that. Exactly. Or even that, like um, people with anxiety, um, the way that can affect you physically is um I think like that's a high like high stress stuff Mm -hmm. so like even like just pimples or hair loss and um again like weight gain or loss like fluctuation stuff like that um but I think overall with all of these um not all of these but a lot of these things is that they make you physically exhausted yeah because when you think of things where like situations where your mind is just going 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 all day mm-hmm. it's almost like you ran a marathon that yeah. day like because you're just so overwhelmed by work or your family situation or your spouse situation or whatever that you literally just want to lay down and sleep or you just need to stop and pause so yeah. um and that's a that I don't know if we really spoke on that in our last episode but that's also something to think about too when you're going through mental health um, issues or if you have a mental illness is um, it does af- affect you physically yeah. in your body so to just be mindful of that yeah especially because I feel like your thought life your thought patterns shape a lot of the things that you do yeah. if you think that you can um, get up and make your bed and take a shower and have breakfast and go work out and all of these things chances are you're going to do it yeah. when people think that they cannot do something they don't do even it. try yeah. so I think it's in that same thought because with mental illnesses it is a lot of um, a battle in your mind and yeah. things that are being I guess messages that are being sent to you and it's also now being sent to your body like I even know I don't know but I remember reading this before that um, like patients for example in a hospital that might be suffering various illnesses um, physical illnesses to their body um, the way that they think um, a lot of times have an effect on how they do, how yeah. they progress or regress when it comes to their um, their health. And yeah. a lot of the times, those individuals and patients who are just happy, just upbeat, who are um, positive thinking and optimistic, they tend to do better, live yeah, longer, et cetera. True. So I think that um, it just kind of goes to show, like, you know, you really are connected to your mind, your body, your soul, it's all very much intertwined. Yeah. I think about how, like, you know, we all know God is a, um, we believe, you might be a Christian who doesn't believe this, or maybe you're not a Christian at all, but we believe God is a triune God, mm-hmm. right? He's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yes. And likewise, he made us triune beings, like mind, body, spirit. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you think about the way that God made us, it's always to reflect 
who he is. You yeah. know what I mean? And so, um, you know, when your spirit is off, your mind is off. When your mind is off, your soul is off. What you know, yeah. all of these kinds of things. So, um, you know, it, it just it's just more you're not ever looking for, like we said in the last episode, you're not looking for perfection. You're not looking to be perfect. Right. You're just looking to keep a good balance in your life. And mm-hmm. when things do get out of whack, one thing falls, you know, to pick yourself back up, turn to the word of God, turn yeah. to friends, your church, um, things like that to help you get back, back in sync with yourself. Yes. And yeah. I love that you said that turn to your church, to people um, of God, when you need direction, help, etc. because that's exactly what we did with our Q and a. So there's a few questions that we came up with and we asked um, various people that actually attend our church. And so, um, I actually thought that I asked every person their own question, but I actually realized there are two questions that were asked to two different people. Um, So it'll be interesting um, as we get along and go down the list of questions and listen to hear these different perspectives. Some are asked to men, some are asked to women. Um, And I just think it'll be good to just, like I said, shake up the perspectives and hear what other people think. Definitely. So. First question. Ready? You're ready. It is how to support and not coddle. And keep in mind, you guys, so all of these questions are, are they're directed towards the topic that we've been speaking on, which is mental health. So mm-hmm. how do you support someone who might be having, um, you know, issues around mental health and not coddle them? And so, yeah, let's listen to the first answer. I think the best way to support somebody um, with who has a mental illness is um, to point them to the word of God. Um, Like I work in a field where um, the Bible and God have been completely removed. And it honestly just breaks my heart to see these kids who I'm just looking at thinking like, you just need Jesus. (laughs) But um, that being said, I think that the word of God is the best place for them to be. You know, the Bible um, tells us to bring our burdens to Jesus. The Bible tells us to be anxious for nothing. Um, The Bible gives us people as examples, whether that be um, Job and all he went through, or David, or Saul, or Jonah, um, who literally jumped off a boat. (laughs) Um, Or I think the example that I tend to draw from the most in various areas is um hannah because um you know she she was in a very dark place when she couldn't have a child and um she wouldn't eat she wouldn't talk to anyone she was walking around miserable not even her husband could help her and i think that she's like a prime example of how like the things of this world are not enough you know um her husband isn't going to be able to help her Taking a bubble bath isn't going to be able to help her, but it was when she got into the presence of God, when she decided to just go and pray, that she came out with joy. And, um, you know, the Bible, um, the Bible tells us that he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on him. So we need to fix our eyes on Jesus. We need to keep our mind focused on on God ultimately. that goes for everyone, but specifically for people who are struggling with mental illnesses, I think that the best thing that we can do for them is point them to the word of God, point them to God's promises, and um, hope that they can um, develop um, an identity in Christ. So yeah, that's my answer. All right, so that was our um, first answer to that. And um I like specifically that what was mentioned was the things of this world can't satisfy you, right? Like um, she used the example of uh, Hannah, you know, like food wouldn't satisfy her or wasn't pleasing to her. She didn't want it or her husband couldn't, you know, there was nothing, no outward resource that could really help besides, you know, God himself. And and for us today, the word of God. And so um, that's something that I feel like, you know, you can coddle people and, and whatever, but ultimately is that what's going to propel them forward? Or if that is that what's going to make me make them feel comfortable? Yeah. Like, what are you really going for at that point? Yeah, I think it's important to for sure just give people the answers that they need and not necessarily the things that they want, because it's so easy to 
um, when you have a, a mind state of just self-pity to have somebody that encourages those thoughts and fosters those thoughts to continue to fester in your mind, um, as opposed to someone who's just going to challenge you and help you, you know, try in, in any way they can to help you snap out of it. So I think that, um, that was, that was a really good answer. That was a good answer. Yeah. Okay. So the next question that we have, um, are labels harmful or helpful? All right, let's get into it. Let's hear. Are labels helpful or harmful? I think, I, I think, well, well, so I think um, it depends on its context, what the labels are being used for. So I think a label is, is helpful if you're trying to identify a problem, right? So I think a good scriptural um parallel is is discerning of spirits when you can discern that is the spirit of greed the spirit of um lust okay so i think it's good to identify what problems you have i think modern science and medicine has helped um identify things that people were feeling but wasn't necessarily able to communicate or experiencing anyways um it becomes harmful when the person who's dealing with a particular issue um, it becomes one with whatever they're dealing with. So instead of saying, I'm battling depression or I'm struggling with depression, they said, I am depressed. I'm a depressed person, you know, I'm filling the blanks. However, people identify with their particular issue or label. So um, I think for to, again, so let me just wrap this up. To identify the issue, it's good. But when people become one with the issue or one with, the label, then I do think it's a problem um, and it's harmful. So if you keep it in this right context, I think it will, um, it, 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 if, if it's kept in its right context, then it's good. But if it's not, then it's bad. Yeah, I think we shared similar sentiments on our last episode, just claiming something to be yours, like as you possess this yes. mental illness, as opposed to just being able to identify exactly what it is, um, what's the root of. Yeah. And like right? now, like, you know, these days we have um, a lot of resources, a lot of help, a lot of things because people are able to identify. Yeah. Hey, I'm not just sad all the time. I'm dealing with depression. Mm-hmm. And then when you're able to identify, you're able to get help. Right. But it's different if you just want to identify yourself such as this, this, that, and then just leave it there or yeah. just, you know, wallow in it or just be thankful that now you have a label, but not actually using Doing that to be like, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like when you go to the doctor and you're feeling pain and you don't know what it is and you're like, I just have this pain in my stomach, like my stomach hurts, my stomach hurts. And they run the test and they're like, okay, it's not your colon. Run a test. Okay. It's not your kidney. Run right. the test. Oh, okay. What it actually is, is, you know something else and then right. they they're able to fix that problem or give you medication for that problem or whatever and if you can't go to the doctor and identify you know they can't find the pain then you're just going to be sitting there in pain so yeah. being able to call it something is really good because then you can get medication you can get healing um surgery you know and it's the same thing uh with mental illnesses and stuff like that it's like oh great we have something that we can identify we can call it something like you don't need yeah. to rack your brain about it anymore but just be careful Right. That you're not moving forward in that too much and mm-hmm. making that your identity. Exactly. Okay, so the next question. What are your views on secular counsel when it comes to mental health? Hello, everybody. Uh, just want to take a moment to respond to our sister Renee and our sister Essence's question to me about what is your opinion on seeking secular counsel when it comes to mental health issues? Um, well, first of all, I think many people are battling more than ever emotional and mental uh, challenges because of this pandemic and being isolated and cut off and uh, the uncertainties and the fears and the various things that are uh, being communicated to us. Um, so people are battling and, and then just being isolated, you know, if you spend too much time with yourself, uh, any one of us will go crazy if we're locked in our own mind. But uh, seeking secular counsel, well, first of all, for a Christian, obviously, we look to God. He is the source of our uh, health and wholeness, soundness, well-being, 
Um, I think about King Asa in the Old Testament who uh, the Bible said he had a severe malady and yet in his disease he did not seek the Lord but physicians. Uh, it's a picture of a king who was on track but his heart uh, started to drift and his confidence uh, no longer in God and God's purpose and provision for him but he, uh, he sought physicians and so I think we first of all need to seek God who has given us, the Bible says, everything necessary, all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us. So, uh, you know, God gives us the things we need, <clears throat> but those are not automatic. We have to seek them. Colossians warns us, beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy an empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ. Uh, and the scripture says that we are complete in him. So we have to be careful that uh, we don't live our lives based on philosophy, empty deceit, uh, the tradition of men's, the principles of the world, uh, but we live according to Christ uh, and in him we are complete. So I think we're going to find soundness and wholeness by looking to God and uh, primarily. Um, and so the Bible tells us, put off the old man that is corrupt, put on the new man made in the likeness of Christ. But in between those two things, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And so uh, we have to go to God, his word. If we're battling things, the first option should be to seek him, to spend some time in prayer, to be serious in laying hold of God and his promises and his provisions for us. Uh, uh, but the second thing I think is that God has given us all things we need. And some of the things he has given us are um, counselors. He has given us uh, fellowship and relationship and, uh, you know, if we are in healthy relationships, uh, you know, we have sound relationships, people we can share with and talk about, people that know us and care about us. Uh, I think we're going to get a lot of the counsel that we need through that. Uh, we have the counsel of God's word that um, will shine a light and lead us. Uh, uh, and so we have, you know, prayer and intercession. These are things that God has given us uh, that will lead us to life. Um, we are very complex. We are physical, we are mental, we are emotional, we're spiritual. And all of these things factor in and play into one another and influence uh, our state, our spiritual state, mental state, emotional state, physical state. Uh, and they're all things that need to be addressed in our lives. Um, I've known people that uh, have battled mental issues that were physical, were related to chemical deficiencies or hormonal imbalances and other things like that. And, you know, had doctor advice that would have helped them, but they wouldn't take it. And so, uh, you know, I think that is, is a very critical thing uh, is, you know, if you have issues, talk to your doctor. Um, that would be a good place to start, uh, your family physician. Um, I'm leery of psychoanalysis, uh, analysis. I'm leery of psychology that has its roots in Sigmund Freud. And, uh, you know, he wasn't a believer. He didn't have a Bible uh, worldview. And so, um, you know, his purpose was to delve into the human personality, into your childhood and, you uh, and try to make that the defining answer for uh, why you go through what you go through. And, and so, uh, you know, I think we're, we're wrong to just try to look into our sinful past for answers. I think we're better to look into Christ. Uh, sometimes we need deliverance, family curses. Sometimes we need, uh, there's spiritual Forces. You know, the Bible says that the spirit uh, tormented Saul. And, and so, um, you, you know, you could go to a, a, a doctor and you're not going to find that type of help. Um, if you do go to a counselor, I would advise get someone who is biblical, uh, who is, uh, you know, you might call it noethic counseling, which is 
Bible-based counseling. You know, we want to look to the Word of God. Um, I would advise to be prayed for. Have someone pray for you. Pray for deliverance, uh, healing, uh, wholeness. Claim God's provision and promise for your life. Uh, but um, certainly, I think it can be good for people to go to counsel and uh, seek counselors. Uh, anyway, I hope this is helpful. It's my perspective. Uh, uh, God bless you. Have a great day. Okay, that was that was good. That was that our was, pastor. Yes. For those who may not know, um, if you're listening and you don't attend our church or haven't visited us before, that is um, the pastor of our church. And um, he said a lot. He said yes. a lot in that. But I think the main takeaway was first and foremost is to look to the look to god mm -hmm. look to the source i mean right. if god created us then who can fix us right it must be our creator mm -hmm. and so i think that was really insightful um what he said about first look to god then look to the word of god yeah. then and he and he specifically said spend time and he mentioned so many different council type of yes. qualities that god has like do you know what i mean yeah. like it was it was good it was really insightful. It. And like, even after that, it was like, go to the people of God that mm -hmm. you serve with and get them yeah. to lay hands on you, go to your pastor, get them to, yeah. you know, maybe deliver you from, for some, from some things. And then he did say like, God did put people on this earth to help us. Yes. And you know, people with certain specialties and certain skills and they are they yeah. there to help, but just make sure they're, you know, within the boundaries of what you believe. Yeah. Cause that could be dangerous. Yeah. I think a healthy balance, um, is important because there are things like he was, like he mentioned that are just, it's science, right? Like you do have chemical imbalances, things yeah. like that. It's almost like, well, I can, pr if you know that, however, you can pray yeah. for, um, th those things to be reversed. And another thing that he touched on that I found was interesting because, um, I am like a child and youth worker and I do, um, I just love the idea of how your childhood does affect your um, the trajectory of your life. And something that he mentioned was, you know, um, with Freud, how he goes so deep into that as that being your all in all. But then there's the other side um, as a Christian where you might know that you've had or experienced some type of childhood trauma that also took place within your mother and your grandmother, et cetera. But when you know that, similar to what um, Kijil was saying about difference between knowing a label and then like completely taking it on, Making it's the same the thing like that. Like you might have had certain tra childhood traumas that do affect how you operate as an adult, but you can now name them and then just break those curses as opposed to um, just pinning it on this incident. And now I can't move on because this happened to me and I was rejected as a child and that's it. It's like, okay, you were, now you can renounce the spirit of rejection and move on. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I guess what he was saying about secular councils is more so you can go to a counselor, but probably not a secular one in the sense of just, just a counselor for counseling yeah. sake, like go to somebody who will understand your spiritual life and your, yes. your spirit man is just as important as your physical man. Yeah. And you know, all of the other things. And so, um, yeah, to just yeah. stay on that track pretty much. So yes. I think I think it's really important for people to understand that, you know, you kind of feel like I feel and again, we didn't we haven't gone through these things in a sense of I'm depressed and I'm anxious and it's been months and it's been years. Yeah. Um, we're just really bringing the topic to light so mm -hmm. that we can help people or, you know, encourage people who may have have dealt with that. Yeah. But I think when you um, go through those things, you can just want to be fixed right away. Yes. Like you would just want, like, why am I doing It's been weeks. Okay. It's been a week. Okay. It's been two weeks. Okay. It's been a couple months now. And you just want to go to a counselor, or get someone to fix you. Right. But like pastor was saying, like spending time with God, spend mm -hmm. some serious time with God and, you know, go from there. So, yeah. and even pray about who, you know, God puts in your path to be your counselor, because oh um, he did mention like, you know, uh, I can't remember the exact term, but like just going to someone who has Christian foundations that might not always be um, under someone's bio, right? That's like, true. so for example, like Essence, you went to school for psychology and you could easily have taken um, your career path in a way of, of counseling if that's what you wanted to do. You wouldn't necessarily have, you know, <laughs> psychologist <laughs> and uh, Christian in your bio it's true, it's just true. because of legalities yeah. right putting those things out there but like who's to say that if you didn't you know open up your own um private practice where you can yeah. actually declare that you might just be on somebody's 
list of psychologists. And if you actually were intentional about praying before you just met with any other secular counselor, yes. you might end up with a counselor who is actually a Christian. It's true. Um, who but has brings the balance, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Bible says with everything, prayer and supplication, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like pray about everything. Yeah. Even when it comes to certain things like God, who should I seek counsel from? Yeah. You know, place someone in my life who can understand this issue or can help help me yes. or who's willing to fast with me or who's willing to commit every day to pray with me on the phone or yeah. something, you know, like, um, I think a lot of the times we look outward for our sources of, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to be fixed and, and wanting help. help and, but yeah. yeah, we don't like a lot of the time that the sources are right in front of exactly. us. Exactly. So with the same question, we actually asked another sister within our church just to um, actually get the female's perspective to see if it's different, though we do know the Christian perspective there's only one. <laughs> so the first thing that I would probably say about mental health is that it is a real thing. It's something people struggle with every day, all around us, everywhere we look. It's something I personally have dealt with in my own life. And it's something that's not going away. It, you know, with the present conditions, the lockdowns, the financial struggles that people are going through, the loneliness, mental illness and depression, those are things that are, if anything, probably getting worse in these present circumstances, not better. And I think it's important for us as Christians to make sure that we seek help if ever we're going through any of those circumstances. It's easy for us to push it aside. Well, I shouldn't feel this way. You know, God doesn't want me to feel this way, so I I just I shouldn't feel like this, and so I'm too embarrassed, I'm too ashamed to talk about it. That is the absolute worst place that you can find yourself because if you're trying to battle mental illness by yourself, then you're going to have a really difficult time. So I don't think it's a matter of do you get help, but where do you get help? My problem with seeking counseling from people who are not Christians is that oftentimes the solution that they provide you is a band-aid. It's not something that actually fixes the problem, but just something that temporarily makes you feel better so i remember being 16 and going through bouts of depression and um being prescribed pills and so you know i would take the pills and for a few hours i would feel pretty good i would be outside of my circumstances and wouldn't be thinking about things and so i would feel okay and then i would start to settle back into my depression and have to take more pills to feel good and so that's not a solution if that is the solution that your mental health professional is providing you then i'd say get out of that situation that is not helpful what is helpful or at least what has been helpful in my life is speaking with someone who knows me either a trusted friend or a pastor or maybe a Christian counselor. I've never tried one personally, but um, I, I'm sure there's value in that also. As long as the person that you're speaking with has an understanding of who you are and where you're coming from and respects your values as a Christian, I think it's okay to open up and to share with them and that perhaps they'll be able to shed some light and help you. Honestly, because what my experience has been whenever I find myself sinking back into that state of depression or feeling sorry for myself or starting to, you know, look back at my past and think about things. And um, it's because I've taken my eyes off of what's most important. I'm not focusing on God. I'm not focusing on what he's called me to do. I'm focusing on my own life and I'm looking at my own circumstances. And when we do that, it makes our circumstances seem so insurmountable. You know, they say you we make mountains out of molehills, and I think we do. The more we focus on our problems, the more they become problems. But if we're able to find someone who can help us to take our eyes off of ourselves and put our eyes back where they belong and put our focus and our efforts back where they belong, then that person 
is able to lift us outside of our present circumstances and and that's not a band-aid solution that is a permanent solution if you can find someone like that like i said either a trusted friend your pastor or a christian counselor who is able to help you gain some perspective then i think that is going to be the best solution for you overall If you like what you're hearing so far, be sure to follow us on the platform where you listen to your podcast and follow us on Instagram at Her Soul Speaks Podcast. Now, back to the episode. I I love that response. That was good. I don't even know how else to express it, especially because she has um, firsthand experience. I think that's also important um, just to note because a lot of the times, like we weren't even saying like, we don't necessarily have experience in it. So we're sharing light based on what we believe to be true based right. on what the word of God says. So to have someone who has been through it themselves and can, again, testify, go to the word of God. Um, I think it's just, it's perfect. I think um, especially like within the Christian community, there are so many different branches. And um, sometimes people That's feel true. like, oh, like this Christian does this and this Christian doesn't do that. And do you know what I mean? It can be conflicting. Um, so it just makes me like sidebar, like super grateful just for our church and our church family to yeah. hear that there's so much just oneness of mind and it all points back to the Bible. And she said the same thing that pastor said, right? Mm-hmm. She said, you know, um, first look to your community, right? right. First look to the word of God, look to um, the Bible and, and look to those around you. Yes. And I, I found it so interesting that they didn't know, you know, what was going to happen. They right. didn't know who's going to, what was going to say what, but they had the same perspective, which is mm-hmm. like, well, first, to, first look to those around you. Yes. Don't necessarily first seek out secular help and first seek out um, a counselor, but look to those around you who can actually help you because the bonus of that is that they know you personally they don't have to get to know you they don't have to you know whatever they may not know that side of you fully but Mm -hmm. they haven't they have an edge on any kind of counselor which is why it's so good to have a a circle of people that you can trust and also just a body of believers that are bible believing believers yeah and she said you know if you can if you want to go to a christian counselor or if you want to go to a counselor at the very least if they're not christian then let it be someone who can respect that this is your point of view, mm-hmm. this is your stance, and someone who's not going to give you a band-aid solution, someone exactly. who's not just going to give you pills and say like, oh, this might help, but someone who at least for your well-being is able to be like, you know, well, let's look at the root of the problem so we can totally eradicate this yeah. altogether. Exactly. And I think it's just good to have that first counselor being Jesus himself, and then, you know, whoever your spiritual headship is, your pastor, and then again, go to the body and your um your circle of friends as well. All right, so let's get into our next question, which is uh, when it comes to mental health, what are your thoughts on Christians taking prescription medication? All right, so your question is, what's your opinion on Christians taking prescription medication for mental health issues? Well, I believe in regards to mental health, really it comes down to how you manage your mind. I mean, that's what I think is important. Because I think in a lot of cases, I believe if you change how you think and, you know, change your behavior, how you view yourself, your condition, you know, will eventually change your mental health condition. But I I do also understand that, you know, medication in some cases, you know, with mental illness, for an example, you know, uh, would have to be involved. And so my thought is, I think the use of medicine is not wrong, but the abuse of medicine can be wrong. And I've seen it play out a few times in people's lives, people that I've known or have observed. And it's like, yeah, you know, you look at them, they're bad, you know, or, you know, what's happening in their life is not, you know, not looking the greatest. And all of a sudden, you know, they take these pills or medication, whatever you want to call it. And it's like they become dependent on it. And uh, in some cases, they don't even recover from it. And so you look at them later on, they're slower, the response time to questions are slower, the personalities change. They're no longer the person that they used to be. They always look high, you know, in that particular mode and they've slowed down. And it's a sad thing when it comes to individuals who, you know, go on these types of medications. But I have to say, on the other hand, I have seen the opposite as well, where, you know, someone did take it, for an example, and, uh, you know, for a very short window. But then they've managed to, 
you know, move on with life. I mean, it was a, it was a season in their life where they took it and they're fine today. And now, you know, they have management positions, highly smart. And so I would say in summary, I believe the issue of, you know, medicines for mental health issues is not so much a moral decision, but rather a wisdom decision. So you got to use wisdom. And so, you know, a good question to ask would be, you know, if I do take it, you know, what's going to be the duration, you know, uh, of time that I'm going to be on these pills and maybe have someone, you know, keeping you accountable or, you know, speak to your pastor or someone you look up to, whatever it is, and just really go through, you know, the duration and, you know, really look into, you know, how long you're going to be on it and not to be dependent on it. Because, you know, I have, I've have heard people say, you know, that uh, to take medicine is to lack trust with God, but we wouldn't condemn a person who's a diabetic who takes insulin as a person lacking trust in God, right? So obviously medicine's there to be a blessing. You know, the Bible says Luke was a physician, and I'm sure he'd likely use medicines of his day. And so again, the use of medicine is not wrong, but the abuse of medicine can be, and it's not so much a moral decision, but more of a, a wisdom decision. I guess that would be my answer. Wow. That was really good. Another good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, people may look at people who take medicine for their mental illnesses as weak. Yeah. You know, like, you know, or, or maybe if you are on medication, you don't want people to know. Yeah. Um, because it's a shameful that, thing. Yeah. yeah. Because it, it just signifies you have a problem that you can't handle yourself yeah. apparently. And now you need medication. But I love how, um, this is another pastor in our church, um, pastor Denard. I love how he said, maybe commit yourself to a duration. Like how mm-hmm. long am I going to be willing to be on this medication yeah. and be able to take myself off of it or have a goal, right? Like yeah. I know for some people, they've told me that they'll lower their doses of their med- medication over time. So that way they're not just taking the same thing over and over and over, but right. they're slowly weaning themselves off. So that way when they want to actually fully get off, they don't feel like- It's not like a huge challenge. Yeah. And it's like, they don't even know how to handle themselves without the yeah. medication anymore. It's true. And I think it also, I mean, there are so many like different illnesses. So it's, you don't really know- what people are taking them for for example like if you're taking something to help you stop seeing things that aren't there i mean you know like please yes. you know right yes. but then like obviously like prayerfully as well because you don't want to become dependent on um on something to the point where you are worse <laughs> without yeah. it um so that's it's hard and i think that's like really the perfect way to kind of sum it up is just to use wisdom because people genuinely do um like i think pastor mike said this earlier people do suffer from hormone imbalances sometimes like that's a real thing like again we are we come from a fallen world you know we are not in our perfect bodies anymore um adam and eve thank you for that uh (laughs) we're not in that state so we do have to recognize some sometimes things are out of whack in certain places and like he said like a diabetic take, having to take insulin like mm-hmm. no one would be mad at that you right. know like they'd be like yeah do what you have to do to survive but when it comes to your mind and and mental health you need to also do what you need to do to yeah. survive as well but again the use of it but not the abuse of it exactly um so let's hear from um the next person i believe um same question hello her soul speaks thanks so much for um take asking me to um answer this question um i was asked regarding if christians should um take uh prescription medications for mental health issues um this is a difficult question um so you guys gave me a tricky one but um i would say first and foremost that as a christian are Every answer should lie in Christ. So our, I think our first avenue of um, seeking help and direction should always be through Jesus and through healing and through the Word of God. Um, speaking to your pastor, speaking to having an accountability or a mentor that can encourage you in these areas, um, I think is very, very important before you start to turn to other avenues. Um, that said, I believe that there are medical reasons sometimes that there are actually imbalances in chemical chemical imbalances, hormone imbalances that cause, um, you know, dips in serotonin levels and things like that, where there would actually medically be a reason that you would need to take 
um, certain supplements and prescription drugs. Now that said, I would encourage that to come from a doctor um, that's prescribing that based off of medical reasons. Um, I would be hesitant if it was just from a psychiatrist or a psychologist that you're seeing that's simply recommended based off of emotions and things that you're feeling. Um, there are legitimate, though, um, needs, I think, physically sometimes. Um, but apart from that, I would always use caution when, a, when approaching um, prescription drugs because we know that how addictive they can be, we know how harmful side effects can be, and we know how, how much chaos that can introduce into a life becoming dependent on drugs um, to keep us at a certain level. Um, so I would say that by all means, if your doctor has prescribed you something because of a physical um, imbalance or a specific health issue, then I would say that typically, of course, you know, but even then, I would encourage people to try and turn to the Word of God and to through healing um, and believe and have faith that you can g get over this. Um, I'm speaking from experience. I greatly have suffered from postpartum depression um, and pr pregnancy depression greatly. Um, and part of that is because of actual imbalances. Um, and some of that is just my own personality that I have to overcome. Um, so I can say that overcoming depression is a possibility. I've I struggled for at least two years straight with just very, very heavy depression. And I never ended up turning to drugs and I was able to overcome. But it took a lot of fighting. It took prayer. It took um, just turning to the Word of God and choosing not to allow myself to stay bound in that spirit of depression because it really is a bondage. Um, so I would encourage you, if anyone who's listening to this, that if you are struggling with these things, you know, feel free to see your doctor and take their advice, but filter it through a pastor, filter it through a mentor, um, have somebody to keep you accountable, um, but know that it can be overcome, depression and all these, these types of things that really hold us bondage. And I speak from personal experience that it, there is hope, um, you're not trapped forever and you don't have to feel trapped. Um, and I would encourage you that... If you are struggling with these things, to, like I said, um, find somebody who can keep you accountable and really focus on others. I think sometimes when you take the route of psychiatry and psychologists, they really want you to just continue to look at yourself and why am I struggling with this and what is the root of this and me and mine and my history and my suffering. And of course, some of that can be good. We need to address certain issues within ourselves, but a lot of times it can be harmful because the Bible has called us to keep our eyes on Jesus and to keep our focus on serving others. Um, and I've found that personally that times when I've become very inward and focused on myself is the times that I tend to lapse towards depression again. So I would say just keep your eyes on Jesus, keep your focus on serving. And if you medically need um, supplements and things like that, there are also natural supplements that you can take to help boost certain um, levels in your brain but you know consult your doctor find a pastor find a mentor and an elder that can um, encourage you and be accountable and be encouraged God is able to deliver you from any and all um, mental health issues physical health issues so be encouraged yeah I, I totally agree I really um, like as she was talking the thought came to my mind that about accountability and how I think because it's so like hush hush when it comes to that like people are like this day and age it seems like they're the first to be like oh my gosh my anxiety and yeah I'm just a bit depressed right now just did it like it's almost like they're okay with saying that but not as much as you know what I need to take my antidepressant right or right. I need to do you know what I mean I think when it comes to vitamins that we already know to be helpful to the body for the, I'm going to use this term, average person, mm -hmm. um, it's not something that you're fearful of sharing. Um, I think headaches, there's a common True. thing. So if I'm like, yo, I need an Advil. Like you would just say that yeah. in, out in the open, no yeah. problem, right? When I feel like when it comes to mental health um, issues, 
it can be so um, shameful. And I think it kind of comes from the the root of making it all about me, like all about yourself. Like when what, you're so inward what are thinking. are people going to look at me? Exactly. How are think about As opposed me? to like, mm, maybe my testimony can help someone. So maybe I can just be open about it. Like this is something that I'm facing. Um, and and just being open with even like when you are taking medication to have that and check because I think when it becomes something where you're abusing it, it's because there isn't that accountability there. It's almost like I can just hide away and pop a couple extra so that I'm not leveled up, but I'm boosted. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just kind of like And no one's there to even check you on. No it. one knows, right? And so it's easy to kind of just get away with that. But it just really made me consider like, you know, that's such an important piece. And also just when you do and if you do get um the go ahead from a doctor, if you can have something on paper where you can kind of see well, what does that look like for me? Um, I don't know how it works exactly. If there's a number that is given, like, let's just say 80 is the mm-hmm. average stable number for every human in terms of what their mm-hmm. serotonin level is. And you know that you're at 63. Mm. I would love to be able to see that and know, okay, like this is the gap that I need to fill. Um, if I'm taking it, for example, if I'm taking a supplement for a certain period of time, is there a change when I go back? Like, right. am I progressing? Right. Can I like, like you were saying, like reduce the dosage? Yeah. Can I start praying specifically about that number and seeing God move in a way? Or do I, they just want you to just take it, go home and... Exactly. Yeah. And then when you go back to check in saying, oh yeah, you know, I've been feeling better and da 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 And then all of a sudden it's like, you kind of, you kind of forget to pray alongside of the things that you're doing that are mm. science-based. And it's like the, the balance needs to be there. You need to do both coupled together because ultimately it's God that provided somebody with the head knowledge yeah. to figure your out faith what's is, the... Your faith is not in the medication. Exactly. Your medication you know, is a byproduct of something that you have to do and that works in tandem with your faith mm-hmm. that you know what one day I won't even have to be on these medica- on this medication yeah. and for some people maybe it is a long term thing that they do have to be on that medication I think that's fine if you're able to get on it in honest a, a stable track sorry yeah. and you know keep going through life in a place where you are balanced where you yeah. are sound in your mind like any med- many medication or anything that you're going to take that's going to take away the soundness in your mind and mm-hmm. how stable you are in just who you are as a person in terms of your personality then you know you need to be careful of, of yeah. those kinds of changes but um if you're able to take this prescription and use it for solely just for this one area of your life that you need a little bit of help in and keep praying along the way that maybe one day you don't have to take it, then go ahead and do that. And I, again, I love how, um, someone had mentioned before, like, see if there's a plan, like, you know, in a couple months, maybe I'll be off it or maybe by next year or by this time. Um, it's just, it all works together. It's, it's not isolated. I think that's like the, the main theme that everyone who has um, chimed in with us today has said, like, It's not just one isolated thing and it's definitely not just about you and your illness, you and your um, depressive state. It's about you and God working together to get yourself into a better place Mm -hmm. and to ultimately overcome this thing. Yeah, I think that's like the major key. Like don't let um, whatever it is that you're facing be something that you, number one, face by yourself, but then you also don't look to the source for that strength, for that help um, in it. And I just feel like... It's been eye-opening for me, like, just hearing some of these responses. And so many people who have gone through it personally. Yeah, that I wouldn't have ever thought, which is also a good thing in a way, because yeah. it just kind of goes to show how how awesome God is. And when you put him first, how he really stands before you, he really goes before you, you exude his joy. I don't see, um, you know, the, the depression that you might have been facing. Yeah. and But it's also, like, a wonderful testimony, because I think sometimes people feel as if, well, I have these mental health issues, so something must be lacking in my Christianity. And it's just like, Mm. no, there are so many amazing people who are prospering even um, throughout the times that they had, you know, issues with mental health. And for some people, it comes in different forms too. Mm -hmm. Like one person was saying was postpartum and another person saying was in their teenage years. And um, for you, it just might be right now. And and sometimes these things take... um, they take a toll on you in different times of your life. And mm-hmm. I think that's something to be mindful of too. Yeah. Um, 
that, you know, maybe it's something that when you're a young single girl, maybe you don't want to be taking antidepressants because you know, eventually you want to be a mom mm-hmm. and maybe you don't want that to affect your pregnancy or even your, your baby or just your, your judgment as a mother. So yeah. you might have that as a goal for yourself, you know, or maybe you're just able to recognize in this season that I'm going through right now, I, I might, I may need this, but you know right. what? I'm, I'm when I come on the other side of this thing or whatever, I'm going to be able to be off of it. And I think um, I would encourage anyone who's listening to um, our podcast today to number one, obviously seek God. God mm-hmm. created you. So he knows how to, for, you know, lack of better terms, fix you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also turn to people around you, you yeah. know, find that one or two, um, not even two, probably just one <laughs> trusted friend that you can say, listen, this is what I'm dealing with. Yeah. Can you help me? Can you keep me accountable? Can you yeah. pray with me? Can you, this is my, these are my plans. I'm going to go to the doctor today. I'm going to get on these pills, you know, whatever right. it may be that can ride with you along the way. Because I think a lot of the times when we're going through these things, it's our, our perspective on even what people think about us yeah. and nobody cares. And I'm going through this alone. Yeah. Those things can draw you in. So find somebody, find somebody that can rally around you during this time and make the, and take the steps that you can to, um, you know, just get better. I agree. We hope that you guys definitely got something out of this. And I'm sure that you did. Again, we just want to restate if you are finding yourself, especially during these COVID times, these annoying COVID times, <laughs> if we find, if you find that yourself, um, if you find yourself regressing, you know, maybe into bad habits that take your mind um, into a downward spiral, or if you find yourself getting into a depressive state, uh, we encourage you to, you know, listen to our last episode where we go more in depth about um, mental health and mental illness. But first and foremost, you know, seek God, get some people around you that can help you and move forward. Just really understand that um, God is there for you. He's with you and um, he wants more for you than you could even think of for yourself. So, uh, you know, go ahead and be encouraged by this, uh, seek help in the appropriate places. We can only give you what we can, but you know, our help kind of stops here. But if you guys enjoyed our podcast, make sure that you're following us and, um, hit us up on Instagram and let us know if you have any questions. Um, you know, even just because we're wrapping up the episode doesn't mean that you still can't send us questions about mental health or, you know, things that you're going through and we can answer them here on the podcast. We can turn to, um, our, Christian community and um, ask for their feedback as well. So we just encourage you to keep in touch with us and let us know topics and things that you guys want to talk about in the future. Yeah. And if you love this Q&A, then again, send us more questions so that we can do another one in the future. Bye.